We want our coffee in the lobby. We watch our worship on the screen. We got a rock star preacher who won't wake us from our dreams. We want our blessings in our pocket. We keep our yes, you are in. All right. Some Fry Dudes will be going back to regular programming content here in a few more weeks, but we're getting this. Marriage is just too important. We're going to get this audiobook up and then back to some other pressing subjects. And then this one, this one's an interesting question. Would you want your daughter or son to marry someone like you? It's, it's actually a mirror type question, isn't it? Think about it. Here you go. It's got to start right here. It's got to start right now. Chapter 15. Would you want your daughter or son to marry someone like you? Question mark. From the book, audio book, every marriage is flawed. It is dumbfounding. How many adults do not factor this question in their lust or other decisions? It's my happiness. My, mine, mine, mine. The first things you struggled to teach your young ones to get past selfishness versus selflessness. And it was a call of a day on a program, an author about uh, named Dr. Laura. Some of you may know that name. Some of you may not. A famous therapist who, um, at least uh, for the older generations, who would guide through on tough decisions. And I, some do not like her. I really like her. I, I love her in your face to the point kind of a style. And uh, yeah, she gets straight to the point. And I'm hoping you can still access the digital recording of this. Um, it, it'll be posted in the actual uh, podcast uh, blog description piece. And then also at the website frydudes.com. And if not, please allow me to try and paraphrase. A married couple of 16 years called in, and they have two kids. And the husband has found a new, exciting lover. And Dr. Laura gets right at it. Would you want your daughter to marry someone like you? Would you want your daughter to marry a man that would bail on his daughter, and their own kids and grandchildren and on their own spouse. Of course you wouldn't. Some of you already in your mind are going, but, 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 no buts. Yes or no question. Would you want your daughter or son to marry someone like you? Nobody in their right mind would want their child to marry someone like that, that would cheat on them or take advantage of them or speak rudely to them, etc. So I just re- uh, performed a recent wedding. I just boldly stated, hey, no parents want pay for all this. And, and the couples maybe themselves are paying for most of it. But no one puts all this pomp and circumstance together. No one wants to see their kids get married to get divorced, right? So what are you modeling? 
What kind, of mo- what kind of marriage are you modeling? Are you leading by example? And those are some cutting words. But for those that are fighting to make it work, maybe those are words of resolve to restore and start forgiving and loving and grace and mercy. So next question, how strong is your marriage? That's the reason why we're listening to this book, right? Um, some are doing great, some not so great. I-, I would argue no matter where you are, You should always be listening and looking for ways to improve. Always. Always. We're always works in progress and includes our relationships. So again, how strong is your marriage? Good? Do you know how many married people have told me good? With the quotation marks. And then find out the other side is miserable or had an affair or filing for divorce. It it really has been countless. So let's go to some basics about this broken planet. Pop quiz. Does good and evil exist on this earth? Of course. All you gotta do is watch the news, right? Which side would want, would not want, excuse me, to you to work on your marriage? Okay, if there is good and evil on this earth, which side would not want your family staying together, would not want your marriage staying together? Which side does not want you to choose love and to work on it each day? And which side wants you to coast and slowly fade? And which side wants it to be perceived weak that you have to work on your marriage and family? And which side wants your family split up and your kids resenting you for life? A lot of questions. That wasn't even the um, couple discussion time. <laughs> that's just part of the, that's just part of this chapter. Of course, to, to, to button this up, it, it's the evil side, right? It's the darker side that wants that. So which side wants you to choose to work and choose love? Which side wants you to teach your kids the marriage family that you desire for them and your grandkids and their kids someday? Of course, the good side. So, lots of questions in this one. I don't even know if we need questions for couch a couple time or date night or group couple night, whatever is going on in your world. But thank you for sharing again very much. So, number one, which side do you choose? Okay, we know that's a rhetorical question. So, uh, yeah, well, I'm not even sure why you have that down. But it's, it's kind of a no-brainer. But... Are you really choosing that? Because if you're choosing that side, well, then we know it's going to be reflected in your behavior, in your actions. So that there is a bit of reflection in that. It's more than just rhetorical. I I guess the rhetorical question would be, which side should you choose? But which side have you been riding more lately? And by the way, we're all guilty of this to a certain degree of neglect or being selfish, um, uh, going after certain things that only please us, doesn't please our spouse or our family. Number two, this is a deeper question. Why is it that the world views working on marriage as weak? Why is it that the world views working on marriage as weak? And why is there a stigma? Think about it. If you signed up or you told your friends you're in marriage therapy They'd be like, oh my gosh, what's wrong wrong with you? What's going on? Or if you even signed up for a workshop or some church, 
you know what I'm talking about, at least if you tried it, there's a perceived weakness in that. But when it comes to signing up for a parenting class or um, something or sports, something, anything else can make you better, that's perceived as strong. So anyway, pause and reflect on that one. Number three. Yeah, let's, 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 let's parlay off number two. Why is it so much easier to work on our kids, yet we neglect the marriage foundation that supports them? I feel like I need to repeat that one. Why is it so much easier for you or your spouse to be focused on the kids, their grades, their sport or sports activities, whatever you're trying them, hoping that they're going to become, yet we neglect the marriage foundation that supports them? Pause and reflect. Well, that wraps it up for this chapter 15. Thank you again for joining so much. If you dig, would you please share this with a marriage that you care about? Get over that weirdness stigma. I just flat out say, hey, your relationship I really admire. And I found this one. The guy's a little weird, but the questions are insightful. It definitely makes us uh, double think on uh, what is most important and what are we really working on for our marriage and oh, maybe we tackle this together as a couples group someday. Couples, double, double date night, whatever. I don't know. So anyway, thanks again for joining. And um, yeah, go serve. Choose to love one another. Choose to model the type of marriage you want your own kids to have someday.